Reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Gospel according to Matthew is probably more than anything else the story of God with us. It begins with that promise, a promise that we explored all through Christmas and Advent to get finally to the wonder of a promise, the promise of Christmas that God loves us and has come among us. Not to dominate us, not to push us under, not to be over us, but to be with us. Not to cause us to have to stand and rule and order, but to cause us to stand in love. Not to call us to keep artificial thoughts about who we should be, might be, want to be, just for our sakes, but to call us to be transformed, to be different, and to be like Christ. To be set free from all our misgivings about ourselves. To be set free from our guilt. To be set free from all the muck we travel in. To find places of hope and rest. To lay down our efforts and to allow Christ to be God's effort on our behalf. He comes to be with us. And He came in a certain way as one of us. Not different. He is complete in His humanity. Jesus is not half God, half human. Jesus is fully God and fully human. It led the writer of Hebrews to write this in chapter 4. We have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. So let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And when we hear that witness from the New Testament, from the apostles, from the early church that Jesus was without sin, we might wonder then why come for baptism? Why did Jesus come down to the Jordan that day to be baptized by John? Was it simply to affirm John's ministry? No one else there knew who Jesus was at the time, so that can't be why. Some people have said we should just accept it that Jesus came and let that be enough. But I think the things that we have learned the last few weeks open this story up for us. That Jesus came to the waters of baptism to be in solidarity with us. To join us in the mud of our life. Most of the time when we picture the River Jordan, we picture it like it is in our Sunday school drawings. But I can't wait to see it in per person in a couple of weeks. 
But I suspect that it's muddy banks just like the Catawba is. I suspect that it's muddy just like the banks of all our creeks are. And I can't help but think that as Jesus went down into that water, Jesus became dirty just like everybody else there looked dirty. And He looked like everybody else coming down to John to be baptized. Even though He was God in the flesh, even though He was without sin and without need of baptism, He came down to baptism to be just like us in our situation. And that's the only way that the promise that Jesus is God with us can truly be good news. Because if He doesn't come all the way down to us, then He stands just over us. And He can't properly walk with us and hold our hands through the hard and horrible parts of our lives. Solidarity. Promise. God is with us. The promise of Christmas. God is with us. He will call Him Emmanuel. It's built in the name we sing. Even in His given name, Jesus, we're told it's God saves. God is with us to save us, to love us, not to overwhelm us, not to overburden us with demands, not to make for us new requirements that we be perfect, but to make us holy and perfect. He is with us. Somebody said about this, that in Jesus coming down into the water, we're given a foretaste of that time when the one who was life itself even submitted to death on the cross. When Jesus came and submitted to a baptism He did not need, He also submitted to a death He didn't need. And all of that was to be with us. Because if you're going to be with somebody, you've got to go all the way, right? I remember one time, one of my people was going through something with a family, and you know, one of the true things is, is when a grandparent dies, you find out whether or not a family really loves each other when they start reading the will, right? Well, it turns out some of this family didn't love each other. And I told him trying to be funny, and it was funny for him, and he appreciated it. But I told that guy, I said, man, I will walk as close to hell as you when I smell hair burning, and then i got to go. Because that's what they were putting him through, just a literal living hell. But we need a friend different than that. We need a friend who will walk all the way, Right? We need a friend who will die to send into the dead, to send into hell and raise out of it. We need a friend who will go all the way. And Jesus shows us by coming down to the water of baptism that He is that friend. Not one who will walk part way with us, but one who will walk all the way. All the way into death itself. And He even says to us, tell you what, I'll go first. A story that opened the baptism of Jesus up for me, I've told you before, I told it to you three years ago. Some of you who have exceptional memories will remember this. It's about a guy named Will Chassereau. Will Chassereau, incidentally enough, I saw on the news last night, is going to be coaching one of the all-state soccer, soccer teams. And if he happens to hear this sermon, I'll just say, proud of you, Will. How's that? Will might have saved my life one day. Um, we went fishing at a place called Denver Downs up at Clemson. If you've ever driven to Clemson, you have smelled Denver Downs, even if you didn't see it. It's a cattle farm. And it stinks. <laughs> and it stinks for miles and miles and miles. And the guy there is, is pretty nice. We went and asked him if we could fish in one of his ponds. And to be honest with you, we were expecting to be told no. But I'm pretty sure I'm afraid of cows. And because I'm afraid of cows, I didn't just want to go anyway. I wanted the farmer to know I was there so that if he had to come get a cow off of me or something, he would like me when he got there, right? 
So I told Will, we need to ask permission. So we went to the house and asked permission, and then we went fishing. And when we were done, we were walking back, and I don't know how he missed it, but I stepped in a hole. I guess it was a hole, I don't know. It might have been the mouth of the devil for all I know because I was sucked in the mud to my armpit. I did this and that's the only thing that kept me from disappearing. On the way down, I put my arms out and I had mud up to the bottoms of my arms. I was completely in the mud and other stuff. Because apparently when cows are on the bank of the pond drinking, they poop on the pond, bank of the pond. And so I was in nasty, stinking stuff that you just... It was horrible. And I felt like if I didn't die from the mud, I might die from the smell, you know? But there I was, up to my arms like this. And I looked up, and my friend's still walking. And he's gotten about 70 yards from me. And I felt I was cold and pressed in, and I, I wasn't even sure if I could yell. And I finally got myself to yelling, but he still couldn't hear me, and I guess because his feet were in the mud or something. I don't know. Maybe he was thinking about something else. And finally, I screamed. I screamed a blood-curdling will as loud as I could scream. And he stopped, and he turned around. And instead of saying, Oh, what are you doing, Dave? I'll, come, I'll go get some help, right? Instead of running up the hill and getting the farm and getting the tractor, which is probably what I would have done, because I would have seen that his arms were out and he was going to be okay. But my friend dropped his stuff and ran to me, got down in the mud with me, put his arms around me, and pulled me out. That story opens the baptism of Jesus for me. Because Will that day showed me that he was a friend who was with me when he got in the muck with me. He could have thrown me a rope. He could have taken a hook and slung it over and hooked my ear and pulled me out. Kept a distance. But instead, my friend got down at the edge of whatever hole I was in. Grabbed a hold of me and pulled me out. At risk of being destroyed himself. At risk of sinking in the mud in both of us. Two Clemson students dying mud at Denver Downs. Wouldn't that have been a headline? That's the kind of friend Jesus is, folks. When we hear the promise that God is with us, it's, it's a God who goes all the way. All the way into the threat of death. All the way into the threat of being swallowed up by the same muck that's swallowing us. That's the kind of friend Jesus is. And when Jesus submitted to baptism, He was showing us that. I'm not above getting into the filth with you. I'm here with you. And that today is why we celebrate the baptism of our Lord. It's a promise of God. It's a promise that God is not above us or over us. That God has come near us. That God has come near us to be with us. To be that friend we need who gets into the muck of life with us. It's a promise of solidarity. So when we say that God is with us, we mean one who goes through death ahead of us. One who goes through all the hardship of life with us who will never let go of us. Who will not surrender us to the muck of this life. And for that, dear ones, I say amen. Thanks be to God.